This is Viterbi Voices, your chance to hear stories about research, classes, student life, and more. Directly from our students, faculty, and other members of our engineering community. All right here at the USC Viterbi School of Engineering. Welcome back into Viterbi Voices. My name is Paul Ledesma. I am one of your hosts, Director of Undergraduate Admission here at the USC Viterbi School of Engineering. And my name is Audrey Roberts. I'm a senior studying mechanical engineering here at USC. And we got another fantastic addition to the podcast crew. Her first time on the podcast. Introduce yourself, mystery host. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> Hi, everyone. My name is Miranda, and I'm a senior here at USC studying chemical engineering. Okay, so right before we started recording, we had a contentious conversation that I'm going to bring into the recording, and that is the topic of the Goonies. I love the Goonies. I think it's fantastic. I'm very old, and I get that, and I grew up with it. But Audrey, tell me what you think of the Goonies. It seemed like you didn't like it. No, I do love the Goonies. Okay, so I have this like vivid memory. My cousins and I, we can just talk about the Goonies the rest of this. My cousins and I. This is the Goonies episode. We're all in on this. I can talk about this for days. Yeah. My cousins and I growing up, I remember we would all, we used to like go on vacation together and we would all like sit in this living room and like watch the Goonies really late at night. And we thought it was was super scary and we'd like build a fort. So that was was, cool. What was scary about it? I, I see Miranda said the same thing, but I haven't seen this in like 10 years and I don't think any high schooler currently no. That's what the Goonies is. So it's sorry. sorry, everyone. Um, why did I think it was scary? Um, I think every movie's scary. That's a little <laughs> bit scary. And I think that's that's why. Like if anything's a little bit scary, it's very scary. So um, Miranda, what uh, what are your thoughts on the Goonies? I mean, I kind of feel the same as Audrey about the Goonies. I'd watch it when I was younger with my family best friend. I think we would build forts, too, and kind of put it on. It wasn't a CD. We have it on VHS. Is that even the right thing to say? Yes, VHS, but not CD. That would be music. It wasn't a DVD. It was VHS. Got it. Got, well, I just dated myself in two different ways, but... It was definitely a VHS, and we'd put it on. And I think the scene that was freaky, is there a part where there's a cave? They're, like, inside a cave? Yes. They're in caves for yes. the majority of the movie, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That gives it a scary ambiance. Absolutely. Um, so I, I, this was just right in my wheelhouse of, like, me being, like, an eight-year-old kid. Or, you know, I, I can't remember exactly when the movie came out, but it is just it's part of me growing up and I get that I'm old and I get that it was before your time and I understand that but there are so many cool things to the Goonies uh, and also things as an as an adult and a parent that are frightening like how do your parents not know where you are for an entire day like what is going on with these parents and that's like every movie in the 80s by the way it's like kids going on an adventure and nearly getting killed every single time which is like that was my view of the world like I'm gonna go on some sort of adventure is that what the 80s were like? I mean, well, that's that's the thing is that I'm pre- it was more possible in the 80s. Like, I think that I would just leave in the morning and go do stuff and then come back at some point when it was dinner. Like that was but I don't I don't see that happening with my daughter anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't that doesn't feel like a 2021. No. But. So fun, fun, fun. Uh, um, um, uh, I don't even know. Trivia. Uh do you remember the octopus? No. In the Goonies? No. This is fun for anyone listening. <laughs> uh, the the, the, the theatrical version of the octopus never existed. There's a whole scene where they have to fight off an octopus. And it was cut from the movie because it just was not very good. But what was always fun is that as a kid, it was on Disney Channel like randomly and they had to cut it because they used like bad words right and they cut the movie in different spots that they like added in the octopus scene so if you grew up at certain points in your life and you only saw it on the disney channel you saw an octopus scene and you didn't see it in the actual movie and so it's like this whole there's a whole version of like this octopus that they fight off and the fun part is that at the end of the movie there's a scene where like what happened the cops are talking to him and they're like oh my god there's this giant octopus and if you're like 
What do you mean giant octopus? There wasn't a giant octopus in that movie. It's only if you saw the one version. So anyways, fun fact. I'm really into that movie. I like it a lot. But anyway, you're here for a podcast and Miranda brought us one. Miranda, what is this podcast all about other than the Goonies, all Goonies talk, all Goonies time? Yeah, aside from Goonies talk, this podcast is, I guess, the audio recording of a live chat that we hosted with transfer students. So people who transferred from other universities specifically to USC Viterbi. And it's a really cool panel discussion where I ask our amazing panelists some questions about how they knew they wanted to transfer, what they were looking for, what their transfer process was like. And then they also share some tidbits about kind of how they adjusted to USC and such. Awesome. Such an important topic and really, really happy that you're able to gather some transfer students because so many people want to understand what it's like and how they acclimate and kind of just be part of that community. There's a lot of fears out there on, on, on what that would be like. So I'm really glad you got this panel together. So let's get out of the way and take, hand it over to you in this recording of this live chat regarding transfer students at USC and uh, Goonies Never Say Die. Let's get this show on the road. First things first, my name is Miranda Jernberg, and I want to welcome each of you to the Transfer Student Live Chat tonight. Although I personally didn't transfer here, each of our amazing panelists did, and I know that they have so much insight to share with you all about the transfer process and their experiences at USC. Thank you so much to each of the panelists for being here tonight. So on the next slide is our agenda for the next hour. We're going to be kicking it off by introducing ourselves and all of the panelists and all of us are current engineering students. Then we'll be answering your questions that you can submit on the webinar Q&A feature down below, but please hold off on submitting your questions until we get to the Q&A in a few moments. At the end of the session, we're going to spend a few minutes going over how to get in touch with the Viterbi Admissions Office, how to stay in touch with all of us, and share some resources that may be useful to you as you navigate the application process. So let's get right into it. As I said before, my name is Miranda and I'll be your host for the evening. I am a senior majoring in chemical engineering with an emphasis in sustainable energy from Denver, Colorado. And although I didn't personally transfer, all of our panelists did. So Tristan is going to start us off with introductions. Hey everyone, uh, I'm Tristan. I transferred from uh, Long Beach State studying mechanical engineering. And two years ago, I transferred to USC and switched my major to biomedical engineering. I'm also getting a master's in industrial systems engineering uh, through the PDP program, which if you don't know what that is, it's essentially a one-year accelerated master's degree that you can get while you're uh, obtaining your undergrad. Uh, I'm originally from Torrance, California, and yeah. Thanks, Justin. Sylvia? Hi, I'm Sylvia. I'm currently a senior studying computer science. I'm from San Gabriel, California, which isn't too far from downtown LA. Uh, I came from Pasadena City College, which is a local community college. Next up is Brees. Hey, everybody. My name is Brees Phipps. I'm an astronautical engineering major, and I'm a senior as well. I'm also doing the PDP program, and I'm getting my degree in uh, astronautical engineering. Um, welcome to the, to the transfer panel. I hope you guys have a great time. And last but not least, we have Patrick. Hey, everyone. I'm a senior studying electrical and computer engineering, which around campus and on the websites you'll see as ECE very commonly. Uh, I'm from the Bay Area. I transferred from a community college. And uh, yeah, we'll get things on the road here. So those are all of our panelists. And finally, we have our moderators who will be behind the scenes responding to some of the Q&A questions that we don't answer live. None of our moderators actually transferred, but they can answer your questions and redirect you to other resources about Viterbi or Viterbi Student Life. So Christina? Yeah. Hi, I'm Christina. I am a senior and I'm studying environmental engineering and I am from the Los Angeles area. Hi, my name is Nick. I'm a junior studying mechanical engineering, also on the progressive degree track, going for a master's in mechanical engineering and in engineering management. And I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area. Awesome. Hi, everyone. I am Emily. I'm a junior studying biomedical engineering on the pre-med track and I'm originally from Denver, Colorado. Thank you, moderators, and thanks to all of our panelists. So now is the time to go ahead and submit all of your questions. And if you're on the webinar right now, I do see 35 of you. We do encourage you to submit questions right now through the Q&A feature below. Any question about the transfer process or life at USC Viterbi is fair game. And if you're viewing this live chat from YouTube at a later date, don't worry. 
you can still email all of us questions at vstudent.usc.edu. So you can still email us and we will get back to you at some point in the future. And just as a reminder, we are students, so we're here to talk about the student perspective of Viterbi and cannot answer the majority of admission or application-related questions. Please direct those to our admission staff at viterbi.admission at usc.edu. All right, so no questions yet in the Q&A. Don't worry, we'll ask some other ones until... Oh, we did get one from Anthony. Um where do I send my high school transcript and when do I need to send it? So that's going to be an admission related question. Our panelists can kind of give you insight as to when and where they did it, but we'll share more, I guess, information about admissions at the end. And any panelists, you want to chip in on where you sent your high school transcript and where you sent it? There's a landing site that I believe will tell you exactly the address to send it. I, I want to say it was the admissions office. That's generally a safe bet. Thanks, Patrick. Most of the schools I applied to, how do you forward them to the admissions office? Awesome. So, okay, what were you looking for when you transferred? Um, I guess I could start this one off. I mean, for me, I was looking for a university that would give me the best, you know, experience for my career in uh, aerospace engineering. So choosing USC was an easy pick for me because, you know, LA is in the heart of the aerospace industry. So coming to Viterbi and having that experience and having the companies around the school, I think was a, was a big choice for me. Definitely. Uh, so being in LA, you're surrounded by uh, SpaceX, I think Boeing. Uh, I know Northrop Grumman is a little bit North. Um, if you are looking, if you're aiming for a specific industry, um, whether that's, I don't know, any entertainment folk would be in here, but uh, like all of those companies are right around us and they all recruit very heavily from USC. You'll find it at every single career fair. Uh, they're always willing to talk, give their insight. It's definitely a good reason to, uh, to be at USC. Um, for me, I personally wanted to stay in the LA area, um, just me near my family, my friends and all that. Um, and when I got my acceptance letters, USC actually offered me the most financial aid. So I ended up choosing USC both kind of as a it's nearby and also gave me like the most resources and like money to basically attend. Uh, for me, I'd say I wanted to go to a place that kind of had a, a lively area around the actual school. So there's stuff to do. And honestly, L.A., like you can go snowboarding an hour and a half away. You can go to the mountains, you can go to the beach. There's so much to do, uh, even in like the heart of L.A. And USC was able to provide that really well. Thank you for all those responses. And I think some of you kind of landed on this on reasons why USC was the school you ended up at and why you eventually chose to transfer to USC Viterbi. But what were the other reasons that you eventually landed on transferring to USC Viterbi School of Engineering? I think so. One, one thing that's really underrated are the number of or the concentration of undergraduate research positions that's available kind of unmatched by any other school that I've ever seen. Of course, that's just totally biased because USC is where I'm at. But um, I, I have friends at Cal who don't even know their professors' names. The professors don't know them. Um, whereas with USC, it feels like you are you have the small class size, which is huge, especially in something like engineering. Um, and you, you end up getting to develop those relationships in a very personal way, meaningful way. Um, and especially in research, which is huge if you're looking for uh, either resume stuffer, if you're into that, or if you're looking to continue education in the master's and PhD levels. Um, to kind of add on to that, I, I really like, you know, all my professors are still, or a majority of them are still in industry. So a lot of them still work for JPL or NASA or different companies in the area. I even have a professor who's an ex-astronaut. So like that's that experience and that type of, you know, I think track is, is super beneficial, especially for your career. Hey, y'all, sorry for the interruption, but I wanted to let you know that we have a number of K-12 
campus visit programs available to you right now. If you want to check out what campus is like, if you want to learn more about the Viterbi School of Engineering, go to viterbi.link slash visit. That's V-I-T-E-R-B-I dot link slash visit where you can learn about our Viterbi visit experiences that happen on most Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We have some virtual events that happen on occasional weekdays and occasional Saturdays. Plus, we have some transfer virtual admission sessions where you can learn all about how to get those courses ready for transferring. We want to meet you. We will have lots of opportunities to do it, and it's happening all summer long. But get your registration in now at viterbi.link slash visit. Hope to see you soon. I think for me, I definitely heard a lot about like the USC kind of like Trojan family and like the networking opportunities. And especially in an industry that is as big as like computer science, like I definitely wanted to get to know as many people as I could and like learn about like all the different parts of the industry and meet people in the industry. So I really wanted to take advantage of the networking opportunities at USC. Piggybacking off that a little bit, the Trojan family thing is bizarrely real. I was in Tahoe (laughs) pre-COVID and people are coming up. I had three people come up to me within the span of two days and be like, hey, man, what's up? They started chatting me up. They offered me jobs. Like, okay, this is a little bit surreal. And then just recently, I was on the beach in, uh, in Santa Cruz in the Bay Area here. And, uh, you know, people coming up to you, especially you, you wear your USC sweatshirt. And it's just like, uh, I hate to use the metaphor flies on poo, but so that's what comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Yeah, I, I totally agree with the Trojan family. Like, um, there's like a database of alumni, and uh, I pretty much just emailed like three of them, uh, and one of them got back to me and just started having a bunch of conversations with me. And that person is like the main reason why I got the internship and job that I currently have, um, and it's only because we went to USC together, and you know, we're all part of the Trojan family. Yeah, Viterbi actually has our own alumni network platform, which is super cool to connect directly with engineering alums. So that's awesome. Thank you all. I like this question from Fiona, and she asked, how was your first semester as a transfer student, and what was the hardest thing you faced that semester? I can I can take this one first. Um, transferring to USC, I think the hardest thing to deal with was uh, the stark difference in, in difficulty of the classes. Uh, I mean, you are transferring to USC, which is one of the, the you know, top 10 um, engineering schools in, in the US, and it's it's known to be really hard, so it should be expected. But just taking advantage of the, the tutoring and the resources that USC provides um, can definitely help you out with the, with the transition uh, into, into the difficulty. I will go ahead and second that, just coming from community college. Um, like the mindset at a lot of community colleges sometimes tends to even be a little like lackadaisical. Like a lot of people are just kind of like, they're not sure what they want to do. Um, so you come to USC where everyone seems to like know what they're doing. And then like all the classes are like twice as intense. Um, it was really overwhelming. So definitely use like a lot of those resources available to you, like the tutoring. Um, I think we have like the Korshak Center of Learning and Creativity where they offer like academic counseling. Um, they usually like, set you up with like an occupational therapist to help you kind of like figure out like how to better adjust basically. Um, so I definitely utilize a lot of those kind of resources. I had kind of the opposite experience. Um, my first semester at USC felt like a breeze, probably because of the way that my classes has had aligned sort of pre-transfer. I think I was taking all of my classes and then I got to USC and I got to maybe catch up, take some easier courses. Um, but certainly the, I, I had this really concentrated like three weeks where every day I went home and I would look up different student organizations and ways to get involved and research opportunities and putting in that upfront effort, uh, particularly before classes kind of ramp up, uh, really paid off because I got into you know a few student organizations. I met contacts for um, uh, the the research internship that I have right now, and also a research position on campus. So putting up that put upfront effort can uh, can really pay dividends, especially in in like Zoom era where it's so hard to stay connected. You know, just make that investment for yourself. Definitely, I think some resources are being thrown around. So. If each of you could maybe like dive into specifics about what specific resources at USC have been the most helpful to you or what orgs did you find those resources in? The Google, number one, <laughs> um, but also any anything Viterbi, any, um, so if you just type Viterbi and then, you know, anything related to, to uh, whatever issue you're having or whatever you want to get involved with. USC has great search engine optimization, and I feel like they uh, they do a good job guiding you on where to go. 
Yeah. And I'll oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Okay. okay, I'll go. <laughs> um, for me, it was the Viterbi Career Center. You know, I, I go there a lot and get my resume, you know, built upon, adapted. You know, I keep gaining experience, especially through the student organizations. For me, I think that was one of the most beneficial things. You know, there's over a thousand of them. So you really, you can align what you're passionate about or what you want to do. So like, like Patrick said, I went there online and looked at all the space organizations or all the aerospace clubs and, you know, joined those clubs. And really, I think that gave me the most benefit in my career, you know, to, to prepare me with using the programs like MATLAB, you know, NX, you know, AutoCAD. So for me, that was a huge benefit. I think the biggest resource that I made use of um, at USC so far is the VARC Tutoring Center. I don't entirely know what it stands for, but it's V-A-R-C. Um, and you just sign up for a slot with uh, a student who took the class previously who got a good grade. Um, so they know all the homeworks, they know how to, how to do good in the class, and um, you just spend half an hour working with them. And it's super helpful. It's free, you know, so. Uh, I'm going to go ahead second Reese's resource of the Viterbi Career Center. Uh, it helps that I worked there for a year as a student assistant. Um, but like I got access to a lot of resources like Viterbi has their own career portal um, where you could search up different job listings based on what you're looking for. Um, it's basically how I got all my internships so far. Um, but they also offer before COVID, um, they did a sp every spring they would do a, a thing called Viterbi Trek where they would take students um, to different companies in, in the Bay. Well, for me, when I went, went to the Bay Area, so they actually flew us all up to the Bay Area for a week um, and over spring break, I believe. Um, and we got to visit a bunch of companies like Facebook and Google and NVIDIA. It was really cool. Um, I think with COVID now, they're, they're doing it online, but it's still like an ongoing program that they're doing, which is a great way to network. And it definitely helped me get like my first internship. Wow, I love that. I love doing this because I learned about things that I had never heard about. So definitely might be looking into a derby track if it exists still. Uh, another question from Anson. I'm not sure if I pronounced that right, so forgive me if I didn't. But how did you all meet new people as a transfer student? And also just adding on to that, how did you find community at USC? Definitely majority of my now USC friends are from student organizations. Um, what you tend to find is that organizations are, uh, you know, they have their niche, but within that niche, there are vastly different personalities. Uh, I think that's sort of a product of USC's admission process is that they really look at background, they look at diversity, this sort of thing, uh, and it can really produce an awesome, awesome, awesome student body. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. All, all the friends that I've met so far has mainly been through the student organizations and, and a few in classroom. I mean, it's a little bit harder now, you know, with Zoom and everything, but definitely student organizations. Yeah, I would third that uh, student organizations, <laughs> um, but also with the computer science department, I guess. Uh, we have like a huge discord now for all the undergraduates and even like some graduate students where we're all like just kind of bonding over living life at our computers since that's basically all we do. Um, so yeah, def definitely would recommend like checking out things like the involvement fair that USC hosts every semester to kind of like learn more about all the different student orgs um, and just kind of find the one that speaks to you because there's literally hundreds of them. Yeah, kind of just echoing what everyone said, mostly just the student organizations and involvement fairs. Like uh, a lot of the student run organizations are, are uh, super involved and, you know, you can get to know a bunch of people with all the activities they do. Um, and then also, I'm pretty sure uh, there's USC funded like um, sort of, uh, I don't want to say parties, but like uh, gatherings of, of people. Um, I'm not sure if they're doing it now, of course, but uh, or if it's online, but that's where you met a few transfer students and you guys were all going to the same boat, you know, going to a new school. So. Definitely. Okay, so question from Tobias. I'm not sure if, I don't know the answer to this, but do any of you have insight into the Trojan transfer plan? Did any of you use that pathway? Okay, no worries. People definitely do that. I know some other students who have done that. So moderators, if you could please send just the link to the Trojan transfer plan site to Tobias, that would be really helpful. Thanks. Um, okay, so another question. What advice would you all give to students thinking about transferring to USC? Hey everyone, this is Paul. Sorry for the interruption, but I wanted to let you know about a new feature we just unlocked. 
It's about sending us questions or comments via text. If you go to your podcast player, check the show notes. There's a link there that says, send us a question or comment. It may be on our next episode. So go in there, send us a little quick text message. Let us know what your questions are. Let us know what your comments are. We'd love to hear from you. So we can't wait to see it. Now back to the episode. Other than do it, right? Um, so if, if, if you want a school that strikes a very good balance, um, sort of the, the Viterbi School of Engineering emphasizes this through their, what is it, engineering plus mantra mindset, that sort of thing. It means, yes, you are learning engineering, but it is also uh, the place where you can learn about all of the things that are tangential to engineering, um, which end up being so, so, so important. You know, if, if you get into the workplace or into real life and you are just an engineer, uh, you may run into issues. Turns out that like, you know, your coworkers and your future children and your future partners may not want to be with somebody who's just an engineer. And uh, that's a little bit of a metaphor, but um, really uh, they help you expand your horizons in so many ways. There's a, actually a question from Bernardo about what classes did you all take part in for engineering plus. So I love the concept of engineering plus, I guess anything that you all have tacked on for your plus, we'd love to hear it. Yes, for me, like I had, like because of all the different GEs that you're required to take, I really like looking for GEs that kind of are like tangential to like my interests. Like I think I took a, a linguistics class that was about like human language and technology where I got to learn about kind of how things like text-to-speech and stuff worked, you know, um, and how we mimic sound basically, um, which was like a very interesting class that's not even, you know, taught by a Viterbi professor. I think it's under, uh, yeah, the linguistics department. Um, but, you know, there's tons of classes like that that you're able to kind of take because um, the nice part about transferring to Viterbi and USC is the fact that, like, you, you're not limited to taking only Viterbi classes. Like, you're very much welcome to take any classes from, like, almost any of the schools at USC. So I, I think we're in the same class, but a very, uh, I, I think, a very telling um, message in what you're mentioning. The name of that class is Human Speech and Technology, right? So there's so many classes that interweave two disciplines and you'll find that all throughout the departments. Uh, one of the coolest classes I think I ever took was a special topics master's level course. I took it as a junior. And by the way, if, at USC, there's kind of this like private school privilege thing uh, where you go to your advisor and you're like, hey, can we, can I just like not take this elective and instead take this course? And if you make a good case for yourself, they'll say, yeah. And so I said, I really don't want to take this elective. Let me take this master's level course. They said, sure, go for it. Um, and I was talking with members of the Pentagon and the CIA. It's a, it's a class that um, does technical innovation, right? And so we were looking at solving the problem of drone detection because drones are becoming an increasing threat for like stadiums and aircraft and all sorts of things. And so we, we talked with everybody from, from people on the docks in uh, San Diego, they're actually in the Navy, all the way to the Pentagon, like I was talking about. So a very unique class. It wove uh, technology and business and, you know, uh, pretty much everything you can imagine. Okay. Any other, like anything, Tristan or Brees, you might want to tap into that? Or um, To be honest, I, I just went to my advisor and kind of asked them to lay out my educational plan, you know, to really set it forward. And I didn't really take a lot of cool GEs. I'm actually in art class right now. <laughs> <laughs> which is like, I mean, I'm getting through it. It is interesting, but not as cool as talking to the CIA. <laughs> How does that work during COVID in art class? It's all just visual media, I guess, just online. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as Breeze, though. I just kind of went to my counselor and he kind of just laid out, you know, what to take <laughs> and I took it. So Awesome. I guess everyone definitely like will always have like such different course schedules and do so many different things with like whatever time you spend at USC. And I absolutely love that about the school. So a few questions are coming in. I guess, how have the classes at USC compared to your expectations of them before you transferred? I thought it'd be super like very, 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 very hard. Um, and I think it was, it's like a, good pace and so this this could totally be my experience as a double e student because i know cs people just get absolutely hammered sometimes um but with 
with uh, electrical engineering, it feels like they give you just the right amount of work so that you have a good amount of free time during the week. And then they feed you uh, like side projects to do that sort of thing and really allows you that time to expand. Yeah, as the CS, as the computer science student here, I will say it was very intense. I had a group project last semester where I was spending about 10 to 15 hours a week just for that class. Um, it was, it could be really rough sometimes. Um, I actually forgot where I was going with that, but just wanted to say, yes, you're right. CS students that's, do get hammered. That's how, that's how rough it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for, for me, it was a little bit harder, you know, coming from community college is a little level of expectation that you kind of see, but I mean, I, I had to get used to the curve. So that was kind of difficult because I was get I got a 30, percent on one of my finals and it was like the curve it was really turned out to be an a so adjusting to that <laughs> you know it's kind of hard like you, you, it's difficult but i think i think the level is is, is up there and it's, and it's a great experience yeah in my experience the classes were definitely tough especially first coming here but um once you kind of get used to it i mean if you put in the work you can you can easily do it all you know keep track of everything they don't they don't just this i'm speaking for specifically bme but um even though it's tough it's it's definitely doable wonder if oh, oh go, ahead. go ahead no you okay fine <laughs> um, i was just gonna say like the thing about even though the classes are a lot harder um i will say your professors tend to be a lot more available especially compared to like yes. a community college setting like i literally when i was at community college my professor literally had like one hour a week to give to us because he had to spend the rest of it trying to grade everything by himself versus at usc your professors are usually supported by a ton of tas or course producers or other like assistants and stuff and so it's very easy to get help if you need help from either your classmates or from like course staff yeah, they're, they're definitely two different entities, the sort of TA course producers and then the professors themselves. I feel like it also, the professors have a lot more compassion in that sense. So they don't really, really care when stuff gets graded, right? They're just like, here, TA, go do this. And so if the general consensus for a class, uh, this has been my, my general experience, but if, the, you know, if people are really struggling, the teacher will be very receptive to that. Maybe push assignments back, that sort of thing. And Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go, ahead. go for it. I was just going to say, kind of going off of that, um, I found definitely one difference uh, for USA compared to my other school was the TAs. Um, they're, they're very competent and they're really good at helping you. Like they really know the material. So if you need help, they can give you like a good solid answer. Um, they won't just like kind of, kind of brush you off, but. Yeah, definitely with the TAs. I know. And if you like kind of hassle them enough about the homework being hard or something, they will definitely tell the professor because they're the ones who hear the complaints on the flip side of it. No, none of the TAs want to grade just like totally blank assignments. That's not fun. <laughs> For sure. So, okay. Question from Ashley. What classes did you transfer in with that you think were important to have taken? So for, for engineering, I'm, I'm curious what you guys, because all of my math and physics came from my transfer college. Um, there are mixed reviews about certain classes. And I was wondering if what, uh, what the panelists um, sort of opinion on are on the math and physics classes, those core, core, core engineering classes. Yeah, all mine transferred as well. So all my physics, math, math, um, chemistry, a bunch of those, all, all of them transferred. So I haven't taken any math classes here at USC, but I felt pretty prepared. Um, basically all my math and physics transferred, except for I did have to do E&M physics at electric, electricity and magnetism uh, physics at USC. Um, none of my core classes, like I think USC tends to want you to do your major core classes at USC. Um, and so they tend to not want to transfer like computer science classes from other universities unless like you actually like go through the syllabus and it makes sure, make sure it matches up to like what USC expects um, their equivalent course to teach you. Um, I will say, uh, Patrick, for the physics class, mine was really interesting. Um, I had a professor. Interesting. I, I, I will say, <laughs> I, my professor didn't really believe in exams. Uh, he was like, I give you exams because the school tells me I need to. Uh, I will hold lecture the day of the exam. You could ask any question you want, and I will answer it for you um, and possibly strongly hint on whether or not it's on the exam. So that was my experience with the physics at USC. It was it was a really nice class. The professor really wanted you to learn and wasn't really like pushing you to like learn how to take a test as much as he was like I want you to learn how physics actually works. You know. Nice. That's awesome. 
that's yeah. kind of what I've heard, especially about E and M. Yeah. Um, all, pretty much all, as everyone said, all my math and, and physics and stuff uh, transferred over, but my chemistry did not. Um, that was a hard class going in. It's quite the time sink. So if you can take chemistry at your previous school, I would, I would do that just as personal advice. I should have done that. I wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, any, any other last comments on that one about classes to take before transferring? No. All good. Thank you for those. Okay, question from Jonathan. As a transfer, you only have two to three years to take advantage of USC's resources. What did you do to maximize this opportunity? I'll go, ahead and go first on this one. I definitely basically beeline for the Viterbi Career Center when I got here um, and just was like, how does this work? What do you guys do? To, and then and then I got a job there. And then so I got even more time to like talk to and harass the advisors there and be like, hey, so like I need help with all this stuff. Like how, how does this work? And like teach me so I could better like explain it to other people, um, but also so I could, you know, take advantage of that. So definitely um, go for that. Um, I know that even after you graduate, you can sign up for like an alumni account and still maintain access to like the Viterbi career portals and things like that. Um, so definitely like look into making sure you have that set up before you graduate. Yeah, I kind of did something similar. Um, once I got accepted to USC over the summer, I, I mean, COVID and all that, I don't know if you can get on campus now or in the future, but I got on campus and really went to every department, you know, and I went to the astronautical engineering department and talked to my advisor and asked them, okay, what do you guys do? You know, what, what are the resources? And basically just went all around campus. I spent the whole day walking <laughs> and just figuring everything out. So when I, when I started class that semester, I kind of knew everything. So that, that was a huge setup for me to get involved with all the resources. I feel like that's a really smart plan, just figuring out where everything is physically. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I still don't know the name of some, like the majority of the buildings. <laughs> Same, yeah. I, um, I think, so USC kind of has like a fair for like everything. There's like a career fair, there's a travel abroad fair, there's like a, a grad school fair, um, and they're held periodically throughout the semester. So, I mean, if you have an interest in traveling abroad or, you know, getting into involved in any of those things, um, you just sign up uh, and they, they tell you, they advertise it all over. So, I think Bree's touched on this earlier, but definitely the professors are so valuable as, uh, as people, friends, you know, influences. Um, I'm, I'm like really good homies with some of my professors and I will be until I die. Uh, absolutely, they have your interests in mind. I, I feel like USC and a lot of other research schools will sort of get that reputation where the professors just want to do research, but it is, in my experience, absolutely not the case. Uh, I understand that that may be the case otherwhere, uh, some other cases, but uh, most professors are totally willing to just uh, drop the ball for you and, you know, help you out in professionally, academically, et cetera. Yeah, definitely. Okay, question from Crystal. Specific one, first yes major, how is life as a computer science student at USC? And what would you say is your favorite thing about studying CS here? Oh man, there is so many org orgs specific for like computer science. Um, I'm not in a part of any of those personally, actually. Um, but I would say just like, there are, because there's so many CS students, it's so easy to kind of like find other people to bond with and work together. Um, but generally being a CS student at USC has been pretty hard, especially with, with everything being online. It, it basically forced everyone to very quickly learn like GitHub classroom and things like that. <laughs> um, and go through like the learning page with your professor about like how this is supposed to work. Um, but generally speaking, I really enjoy my time here just because I think the CS classes themselves are very interesting. Um, and having kind of like the, the Discord community this semester has been like great because literally every, there's always someone there to like commiserate with you. So, so my degree is split. It's joint electrical and computer engineering. Uh, I spend about half my time in uh, CS classes. Um, and I'm also involved with a few CS orgs. What's really cool is, especially if you're into AI, sort of the, the cutting edge topics in CS, you'll find so much support around campus for all of that. Uh, so robotics, they have the art, it's called RESL, the Robotics and Embedded Systems Lab. You can get research positions there as an undergrad. 
there's Center for AI in Society, which has a whole bunch of uh, stuff going on, including a student branch, which they call CAIS++, like C++, but CASE++. Um, it's, a, it's a ridiculously competitive org, but if you can get in, uh, they have a whole bunch of opportunities in terms of research, that sort of thing. Thank you both. So question from Talha, how easily and quickly were you able to integrate with the student body once you arrived on campus? She says, I know USC admits a massive transfer class, so I've heard it's not too bad, but what was your personal experience? I can, uh, I can start that. I think there's like a trend. You can tell that I've been in some student orgs, um, but I, I was like obnoxiously focused on, on getting into them. Um, what was the question again? <laughs> I feel like I was going somewhere. Yeah, hold on, I, I lost it in the chat. How, do, how did you get involved? Okay, so how easily and quickly were you able to integrate with the student body once you arrived on campus and what was your personal experience with that? Beautiful, okay, so I also had a point with this. Um, if you, a lot of students, I've seen it on the, the USC subreddit, people are having a pretty hard time integrating, especially in this time. And again, it, uh, it's, it's finding organizations, you know, whether it's totally related to your major or not at all, finding those and really getting into them as soon as possible, making sure you have that social support network. It's huge for the mental health. Uh, I can't imagine what I would be doing without friends and then just like going to, from class to class to class on Zoom and not talking to the professor, that sort of thing. So um, yeah, build, build that social network as soon as you can. I think for me, I have a funny story about it. Um, I have a friend of a friend who's an alum from USC who basically just like was like, you transferred to USC, you're a Viterbi student, cool, join my old sorority. And I was like, you want me to join a sorority? Um, but then I did it. And then it was actually a lot of fun. That's a very small organization, Alpha Omega Epsilon. They're a professional and academic and social organization. So it's they kind of like have a pretty well-balanced thing of being there to help you academically, professionally, and also like have their social events. Um, and yeah, because how small it is, it was very easy to like kind of get to know them and like be friends with them. Um, and I have zero regrets about it. I'm very glad I had a friend literally just like be like, join this org, you won't regret it. Yeah, for me personally, it was something similar, you know, it was super easy to integrate. I just joined multiple student organizations. I basically said yes to everything. Okay, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Let me be a part of that, this, this. And it happened so fast, you know, especially transferring. And I'm not from LA, so moving here, you know, learning the area, and then it just goes by so quick. And then before you know it, the semester's over and you got like 100 friends. <laughs> you stole all my friends, man. <laughs> That's where they all went. <laughs> Yeah, I think integrating with the student body is super easy, honestly, because um, just there's so many student organizations that you can join. But specifically for BME, because it's kind of one of the smaller engineering bodies, um, you get a lot of the same people in a lot of your different classes. Um, so you end up seeing the same person like, you know, in like five or different classes throughout the week. And uh, because of that, it's it's cool. Just sort of like build the rapport, you know, like talk to each other and say, do this for your homework or something like that. So mm -hmm. um, per, it's really easy. And it feels like there's a niche for just about everything, you know, some kind of club for integrating music with robotics, with art design. They have yeah, it. There's, there's like, corp, what is it? Corpus uh, Callosum. Yeah, yeah, Corpus Callosum. Yeah, that, that, that's really cool. I, I knew the president, the president from last year was actually part of my sorority. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, there's so many orgs. Um, I would definitely recommend doing your research into that because um, you can definitely find somewhere um, where you can kind of bond with other people with similar interests. Yeah, I think the overriding message from each of you is simply get involved. And there's a million opportunities, it seems, to do so at SC. So question from Patricia. Did any of you transfer after your sophomore year of community college? I hear it's more encouraged to transfer after your freshman year of community college. I spent four years at my community college. So I spent a long time taking a lot of classes with no idea what I was gonna do. Um, so I would say it wasn't any more difficult um, to transfer after, you know, however many classes you take at community college versus like less. Although I know USC in particular likes you to try to take as many classes as you can at USC um, to kind of like get the full USC experience. 
I had seven years of community college and I transferred with like 130 units. It was enough for a full bachelor's degree. Um, what I can say is that the more time you allow yourself to develop, the better. Uh, certainly your interests will evolve. You as a person will evolve. Uh, you're saving so much money, assuming that you don't get financial aid. Like, I paid $47 a unit and now I have international friends that are paying like $4,000 a unit, right? So you want to really uh, consider the, the cost benefit analysis there. Um, however, I have heard that some freshman applicants uh, have an easier time, but they generally are the folk who uh, really, really, really try. And so maybe that's sort of like a selection bias, right? You're, you're, they think it's easier, but that's also because they're like at 150%. So who knows? Yeah, I think I think to keep in mind when you, if you're thinking about transferring after your second year is I'm not sure what the unit cap is. Uh, I think someone said 64, 64 units. Yeah, 64, 64 units. Yeah. So if you take anything above that, um, they're going to cut it off when you when you come to USC. So just just keep that in mind when you're like picking your classes. You know, don't end up taking like 24 units before you transfer to USC and have it all cut away. Yeah, they they lopped off 70 from my record rise that I got here. Very yep. sad to see. They yeah. lopped off like 30. All, all that work <laughs> just thrown away. Same, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. If you ever want to get like an associate's degree, it's all there still. So <laughs> there, did it. It's on the transcript. <laughs> uh okay, so question from Alexis. Could someone speak on the hands-on experience? they've had during their tenure or in class and compare this to a class that doesn't incorporate hands-on experience? I think I can speak on this a little bit. Um, I just took my senior design class where we pretty much have to, uh, for BME, we just have to look at a problem and then, you know, physically create um, a medical device. Um, <clears throat> being able to like go from the ground up, you kind of learn the little details that you don't really learn in class, but that you kind of need to know, you know, going into the field. Um, and I feel like USC definitely provides that. I mean, at least for my class, they funded each project like $900 um, just to do their each each and everyone's uh, senior project, which is super cool. And it kind of opens a lot of doors to learn um, a lot of different hands-on things that you might not get at a different school. I think yeah. budget oh, is a good point there. Sorry, go ahead, Bruce. Oh, sorry. Um... For me, I, I don't think USC is cutting corners. You know, they don't, they don't spare any resources. Like for me, and I think that's super cool because like my Mech Ops lab is the only lab that I've done hands-on, but since it's been online, they sent us a whole kit to our house. So I thought that was pretty awesome. So you're able to do it from the house, you know, with the circuits and Arduinos and stuff like that. So for me, that was pretty cool. Definitely would say they're well-funded. Electrical engineering has a lot of labs integrated into the coursework. And so much like Brees is saying, they'll send you an awesome kit. They're really doing their best to replicate the in-class environment. There's always going to be things that go wrong, uh, particularly with electrical components, which I'd assume most of the labs are. Um, I can't speak for mechanical engineering. Uh, maybe Brees, you know a little bit more about that, but um, yeah, they, they really try to make you feel like you're in the lab. Nope, I'm an astro. <laughs> I would say for computer science, it's actually kind of interesting. Um, I'm taking my capstone class right now, where basically um, we got to choose from like out of 60 something projects. Um, and these are like real projects with like for real companies. Um, some of them are internal to USC, but they're like things like help us make an app to be more like senior friendly for, you know, healthcare and things like that, you know. Um, and you get to choose to, to do this for your senior project, basically. Um, kind of like what Tristan does for his uh, medical device, we do it for software, which is really cool. Like you take all these classes, you learn all the co concepts behind like programming and software design and all that. But now you get to actually kind of like build something that someone is going to use um, that's not just like your classmates or your professor. Um, so that's pretty cool. And you get to talk to someone who like has like a meaningful stake in it where they're like, we want this product for a specific reason, please help us make it real. Definitely. I know my Arduino is sitting right upstairs right now. So they mailed that to me. A uh, question from another question from Patricia. Does USC have any programs that you know of to help transfer students adapt and succeed at USC? We were sort of talking about this off air before the, uh, before the interview here began, but there definitely is, and I'm sorry, I forget the name. It's a student organization 
that is composed of transfer students and is meant for specifically helping everybody integrate and have a community right off the bat. I think they have a Slack channel that, you know, they've got a whatever they have to I think to get it's people. called um, Transfer Student Community, TSC, yeah, TSC I think. Yeah. That yeah. sounds familiar. Mm -hmm. um, they, I think the first semester I was here, I did their mentorship program where I was a mentee. Uh, I got paired up with someone else that was a CS student who was, you know, a senior at the time. Um, and they helped kind of like guide you around. Um, not always the most helpful though, because sometimes like being a CS student is very busy. And so it's very like hard to navigate like your schedule. Um, but like those resources do exist as long as like you kind of like you both are putting in the effort to kind of like try to connect there. Um, yeah. Yeah. And also to my understanding, I think because the only thing that I was kind of disappointed with was that we didn't have an actual space or a building. You know, I was really going on campus to look for the transfer center, right? <laughs> but it wasn't there, but I heard that they're actually now going to implement that hopefully in the, I don't know if the next semester or the semester after that, but that'd be cool to have our own space, which, which would be awesome. Yeah, that would be really cool. I. I don't know, don't get me wrong, is there a transfer, like a separate transfer student orientation as well? Yeah, the transfer mm -hmm. student orientation is separate from like the freshman orientation. Okay. Yeah. And they also do a transfer welcome week too. On campus, you basically have like, you know, barbecue food, your family comes and you meet all the advisors and faculty, which was pretty awesome. Yeah, I had heard about it. I, I wasn't sure, but cool. It sounds like just like normal welcome week and stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay, another question. What has been the biggest obstacle you have faced in transferring and how did you overcome it? Myself. I was such a bad student. <laughs> I was such a bad student. Uh, definitely like, cause it is a change of pace, right? And so, like I was saying, the first semester was easier than expected, but came like second and third semester and I was just getting destroyed. Um, so make sure that you are adapting, keeping on your feet, uh, in terms of the actual transfer process, it's probably just figuring out how hard you want to fight for your classes. I don't know, um, you know, if you have a class that you think is going to match that requirement and they're saying no, you can fight it till the, till the bitter end. And um, uh, sometimes it does pay off. And in my case, it paid off very, very well. And so I recommend being just as obnoxious as possible to your, to your advisors and to the department head. Um, yeah, but typically from the from the CC level to USC or any other transfer college, uh, that's that's a common case. Yeah, I'm kind of going to piggyback off of what, what Patrick said. Um, it, it's definitely pretty difficult to, you know, transferring from um, your, your transfer school to USC, but um, taking advantage uh, or the, the way I got past it was just taking advantage of the TA office hours, you know, professor office hours, work tutoring. Like there, there's so many people there to help you that if you just take advantage of it, they can help you so much in all of your classes. I think yeah. specifically for, oh, sorry, Reese, did you want to go ahead? Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Right. I think specifically for the transfer process, I was just having trouble figuring out like all the right information. Um, so definitely coming to things like this help make that part easier um, like figuring out like where are you supposed to know paperwork to who do i talk to uh what else what other things do i need to get together before like i send in my application and like is my application be good enough right yeah for me it was just like when i actually got accepted and moved to la so learning the area was a huge difference for me and being on campus you know the vastness compared to community colleges is levels above it you know there's 45,000 students here and it's just crazy during lunch hour it's like a little overwhelming at first but once you get into it it's it's, it's awesome I miss that I miss the intersections when the little thing turns to walk and it and literally then, looks like a full <laughs> and then people getting yelled at to get off their scooters right oh yeah <laughs> And all the special interest groups that sit on the corners for various purposes, including the Girl Scouts. <laughs> yes, the Girl Scout uh, cookies. I miss Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> uh, okay, we have time for a few more questions. So pretty quickly from Fiona, how was finding housing as a transfer? It was, it was a little bit stressful for sure. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't sure if um, the university was going to give me housing so I was kind of worried if I had to go off campus or what but ultimately they ended up giving me student housing on campus um towards the end because I came basically I was accepted the last week so you know moving it was kind of a rush but fortunately they were able to supply that for me 
I live in LA, so I didn't have to find housing. Uh, <laughs> but parking is a completely different story. It's 500 a semester for your parking permit. Um, that was real expensive for me. Um, but I don't have to pay for rent. So I guess there's that. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I was I was a bad boy and waited till the last second to sign up for USC's housing. And so they had me like off campus two blocks away and it was going to be with four people and they wanted me to pay like higher than average rent. And so I said, screw it. And I just scoured Craigslist for a month and a half and found a really good spot. I was second story. I had a master bedroom. It was cheaper than anything I could have found on campus. So um, again, I think it's a time investment thing. Yeah. On campus housing housing is definitely more expensive. (laughs) It's got its perks for sure, but yeah. Yeah, it's nice being on campus, but like USC housing is fairly expensive. Um, they they put me off campus for my first semester, and I think it was like two thousand dollars a month to share a room. Um, but there there's definitely other housing options. Um, if you just talk to some people around campus, uh, I was able to transfer uh, to my own room for like five hundred dollars a month, uh, which is great right near campus. Um, so I think the message to take away is just stay on top of it. It's a little more important than you think. Um, just you know, contact the right people. Housing, yeah. So I suppose for a lot of transfer students, this will be the first time out of the house. Having a comfortable place to live where you actually feel comfortable is just a dream. Uh, I can't mm. emphasize that enough, especially since you'll be away from presumably family friends. Um, so really finding a place that you're okay with is worth the investment. Small plug for the USC. I think it's called USC like housing sublets Facebook page. Yeah, part of it. <laughs> During COVID, it's constantly, constantly postings and rooms and stuff like that. So, okay, one final question for all of our panelists, and thank you for all the questions in the Q&A. Why USC and why stay at USC instead of maybe transferring again? I think I think I can reiterate what I said earlier. Um, for me, it was basically the geographical landscape and area of the aerospace industry. So I chose USC because I want to be a part of that. You know, SpaceX, NASA, JPL, everybody's down the street. Not only that, the faculty that you have, all of them work in industry. All of them have networks. So for me, that was just a huge part of my choosing to come to USC. You know, it, it give me the best chance to excel in my career. I think for me, one of the main things that I really liked um, about USC was all the networking events that um, they held and, and sort of USC's push to get you an internship and a job. I mean, there, there's a ton of them throughout the year. Um, and if, if you go to them and, you know, progress forward, it, like you're, you're going to get an internship at some point. Um, and, and USC is, is there to help you and they want you to get a job. So. Yeah, I think to, to illustrate that point, I walked onto campus one morning and I noticed they were having a career fair. I was wearing, I don't even know what, some t-shirt. And I walk in, they're doing recruitment for Apple and I stand in line in like five minutes, I have an interview with Apple. I didn't get the job because I was like utterly unprepared and I made a fool of myself in the interview. But they are trying so hard to get you in industry and in front of people that will give you opportunities, assuming you're more prepared than you know me. But Look at you now, though. <laughs> I basically agree with everything everyone said. Um, I really wanted the opportunity to kind of network at USC. Um, I think the Viterbi Career Center, again, uh, great resource. They also host like an event every semester. I think they call it Vine. I forget what it stands for. It's called like Viterbi Industry Networking. And I forget what the E stands for, but essentially they invite a bunch of different companies. Um, you, well, before COVID, they invited them to campus um, and they would just have like little tables, just, you know, two or three different reps for each company there. There was probably like, I don't know, 200 students or so probably attending usually because um, they usually have like a set list of RSVPing, um, but they'll also have like 50 like company reps. So you definitely can talk to like any company you want as long as like, you know, you RSVP on time and show up to the event. Um, and so they definitely push you very hard to like put you in contact with these companies. Plus the snacks. I mean, oh my God, you, yes. any, any day oh my on God. USC <laughs> campus, you can walk around, get snacks here, here, and here. And you've like, you've had your fill for the day. Yeah. I, I remember I went home with like seven boxes. <laughs> I definitely picked my events on like in the vomit fairs and stuff like that. Like the first week be like, Ooh, I get pizza for dinner. I could get like whatever they're having here for dinner. It was great. They, they, they like to bribe you with food. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, 
I think there's actually an Instagram page specifically for finding food on campus, like the day to day. So, uh, one thing I want to touch on really quickly is if you are into innovation, entrepreneurship, that sort of thing, USC is huge on it. There are so many events, so many competitions, so many networking uh, meetings, that sort of thing, to get money into your hands to start a business, and it's like no strings attached for vast majority of the cases. Uh, they have competitions up to $120,000, I believe, this semester. I mean, it's all about entrepreneurship, um, getting you into industry as fast as possible and really giving you that incubator setup that you may need uh, for that sort of thing. So huge, huge, huge emphasis on the business. I feel like in Viterbi, we're kind of not exposed to that, but it exists and it's there, especially for tech folk. Definitely lots of entrepreneurship opportunities and like things to do like engineering plus business or entrepreneurship or seek funding for whatever cool trinket or business you are working on. So thanks for that, Patrick. And thank you for all the responses to YUSC. That was our final question. And we really hope you enjoyed the live chat tonight and gained some insight on what it's like to transfer here and be an engineering student at USC. If you missed any of the chat or any of the questions, you will be able to rewatch the whole thing on our YouTube channel later tonight. It should be posted. So refer a friend or look back if you want to revisit that information. So now we would love for you to stay connected. And a great way to stay connected is with the Viterbi Admissions Office directly through an information session. So they can help you with like admission-related questions, things about your essay, the question about transcripts that came up earlier. And this is a great way to learn more about the application process itself. If you're interested, you can register at the link on the screen, viterbiadmission.usc.edu slash visit. And this is a great time to take a photo of the screen so you can have this information for later. So, okay, everyone a sec to screenshot or take a picture or whatever. Snapchat it. All right, and then the other important bit of information is that the transfer application deadline is actually coming up in less than a week on Monday or a week from tomorrow on Monday, February 1st. So please make sure to get your application in on time to transfer if you are interested in being admitted for the next school year. Um, to be considered for engineering, make sure to put an engineering major as your first choice major if you want to be considered for USC Viterbi. Any questions, please email vadmit at usc.edu. Additionally, we have some resources that you can look into for more information. You can hear from Viterbi students about Viterbi life, professional things, or just social fun at viterbivoices.usc.edu. And you can also learn more about transferring to Viterbi at viterbiadmission.usc.edu slash transfer. And I love those photos. They remind me of what life is like on campus. All right, and last but not least, stay connected with Viterbi students. You can listen to us on our podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Viterbi student. Email us your questions, vstudent at usc.edu if you're watching this at a later date or have more questions in the future. Watch our YouTube videos and previous live chats about all things Viterbi, whether you're a woman in engineering, a black student engineering, or much more. Follow us on Twitter at Viterbi Student or check out our TikToks if you're into that also at Viterbi Student. So thank you again for tuning in tonight and good luck to all of you on your transfer applications. Again, due February 1st. Stay safe and as always, fight on. All right. Well, thanks so much, Miranda, for uh, hosting and, and moderating this live chat. I think this has been a great series in general, but I think um, kind of the transfer process is always something we can do a better job of highlighting um, just because so often we're chatting about other stuff. So I'm glad we're chatting about this as well as the Goonies this week. Yeah, one thing that stands out is that, you know, transfer students from your talk, but also just something that I know of and that we, we always should be highlighting is that no two transfer students are alike and that their experience of coming to USC and, and what they go through. What was your biggest takeaway from this conversation? What was something that you think really stood out and something that maybe you weren't expecting as you started moderating these questions? Definitely. I think you hit it right on the nose. It's that each person on the panel had such a different experience in 
what led them to where they were at and kind of how their transfer process went. So where you might think that most transfers were spending a few years at a community college and then transferring straight to SC, that wasn't the case. Or at least I know that's what I thought going into it. There were people that had spent two years at another university, five years at a university, or so many different scenarios and weird things about changing majors and kind of how you go from point A to point B. So I found that fascinating with the transfer stories. I think, yeah, that's the element is that there isn't a point A, point B. It's like all over the map. And every transfer student that I talk to, um, rightfully so, feels like whatever the plan is doesn't apply to me. And, and I have a special case. And I always want to tell them, you're absolutely right. You have a unique and special case, but our plan actually does apply to you. And so what I think is most important for any transfer students listening is that they, they often want to talk to transfer students and say like, oh, how did you plot out your plan? I'm like, that conversation is not going to help you because that was their unique set of circumstances. You're in your own. And what we will do in our admission office is work directly with you. And we have a lot of great information sessions. We got a lot of different stuff on our website to help kind of put you on that plan. And more often than not, it's going to end up in an individual conversation where we're trying to understand what's your background been? How has it been going so far? And what's going to be the best advice for you moving forward? So it's, it's, it, there's a transfer admission process, which is unique and separate and something we want to deal with on a case-by-case basis. But what I love about this episode is that you hear these stories and know that there are real life students with real life unique, unique experiences. And while everybody's different, they're finding the same solution on the back end, right? This idea of like, they're still able to build community, right? Because that's another fear that I hear from transfer students all the time, which is, will I be this outcast? I'm like, you don't walk around with a giant red T on your on your sweater when you, when you walk across campus. I mean, would, is that something that you think kind of comes through? Yeah, I think it definitely came through with the panelists on how they got acclimated to this new setting. And it felt now that after talking to them that they're just as much a part of this sense of the Trojan family as I am and I didn't transfer. I started right here on day one of my freshman year. So I guess I would say more like point A to point Z or maybe (laughs) point W. And we're all at the point W together. But what we did A through W was very different. So right. Cause you never know like the student you're making friends with or sitting with you as a transfer student. It's like, you know that. And it's not like you always start like, I think that's a fear is that everybody thinks like I'm different. And so that I'm, I'm going to be viewed different. And that just isn't the case. So I'm, I'm glad that that's coming through in this conversation to really telling those stories. Ah, well, thank you so much, Miranda. And uh, thank you, Audrey, for that. Um, we do need to start our splintered podcast about 80s movies. Uh, we'll, we'll start with the Goonies. We'll, we'll go through Ghostbusters. I mean, Ghostbusters, does this bring up any feelings for you guys? Yes. yes. Ghostbusters. What about Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Excellent movie. Just the best. What about the Gremlins? I, oh, yeah. I don't know. Too scary for Audrey. Audrey's getting <laughs> scared. Did you see that face? <laughs> okay um uh all, all top gun seen that yeah okay well i'm not asking if you've seen it i'm asking do these like are these good movies or it's just like oh yeah i've seen it oh yeah i've seen it and it's because my parents are like you have to watch this amazing movie and then i'll watch it and i'll be like a oh, cool movie and then i won't watch it again but no well, this is my biggest fear is that i'm gonna start showing these movies to my daughter and and it's gonna be like yeah that's all right i'm like what do you mean <laughs> It's life changing right there. And like, and I get that's going to happen, but it's like, so like, for example, ET, ET, is that in your registry? Yes. Yes. I, also, I think to, what's that? Also a scary one. Yeah. Scary. Oh, scared everything out of me. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I had nightmares and I still like jump at things at ET. Like I can't watch it and it's not supposed to be scary. <laughs> that's the worst part about it. But of these fears are like, it was so life altering at the time, but you show it now and it's an ET is like, a really boring movie like to, to kids right now like it goes so slow like nothing happens for like an hour in that movie <laughs> and you don't realize it because that's just the pace of the movie back then. anyways we will start our splinter podcast sometime soon but yeah. thanks for joining us today <laughs> we'll get back to serious conversations sometime in the in the near future